Right everyone, it's the uh, day after the day before and yesterday was very, very disappointing but today we can be really positive hopefully and look to the future. Before we do all of that, need to address the elephant in the room, the fashionable choice. John, have you done something different with your hair? <laughs> uh, yeah, Hamish, you've surprised me with those glasses. I wasn't, wasn't sure what to make of them um, but we're, we're here now and we'll, we'll get on with it. I'm slowly just morphing into Ryan 118. That, that's what's happening okay. here. I just need some uh, questionable football opinions and I love for Joe Hart. I'm kind of a third of the way there. Um, Asim, you're on as well. How are you feeling today? How, how, how's it going? Um, still still not over it. We were talking off air there. Um, the disappointment is obviously still there. Um, but definitely a bit more calmer today and reflection. I think naturally... In the aftermath, you know, you've got so much going in your head, so much to unpack, so much to discuss and, and you know, take away from the game. But over the night and, and this morning, kind of further reflection, you look at the bigger picture. Um, obviously, we'll, there's a lot to discuss in the show and we'll go through the ins and outs of everything. But, yeah, feeling a bit calmer today. John, you, you, you've already had the experience of writing an Optus article. You're getting this. I think you're doing Gigpod later. So hopefully you'll be good by the end of the day as well. Yeah, no, I just need to get everything off my chest and then I'll be fine. No, you know, the thing is, it's, it's difficult because, like, obviously yesterday was a massive disappointment and you're not wanting to make excuses for the team or the manager or anyone at Celtic for, for, a, for a, a bad performance. At the same time, you don't want to go over the top and, and lose your head either because I think I think everyone realises, even the people who were critical of yesterday, I think everyone realises that, you know, the bigger picture is that everything still feels like it is on track and, and that Celtic aren't going to implode. Um, so everyone needs to keep that in mind as well. Um, but I know there's a few things to go over, don't get me wrong, I think there's a few issues from the game, you know, that maybe we need to fix for the next derby. Maybe there's a couple of um, long-term issues that are kind of thrown up that will come with Ange as he gets more time at Celtic. Um, so we've got, we've got a lot to get into, so let's get a few things off our chest and then look forward to, to what's to come over the next week. Yeah, and we're going to do that with the help of your questions. You put a tweet out earlier, John. Mm. We got in loads and loads of responses. I think I've picked out nine or ten that we can get through. We may get some stuff in the live chat as well. Hi, everyone, by the way. Um, I take it you're all off work today with it being uh, a bank holiday, so you're doing the right thing by tuning in and watching us get involved there as well. I think we'll just batter through the questions, guys. We'll see what comes up out of that, and mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll kind of go off on various tangents as we usually like to do. So without further ado, oh, we're starting with Stevie. Um, oh, dear. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I don't think he's cheered up too much from yesterday. He's saying the midfield needs change now, and who starts at Dingwall because Hatati and Rogic cannot be there come <laughs> kick off. Um, now, I want to say right away, I, I think Matt O'Reilly should start against Ross County next week. I think now the issue is that there seems to be a feeling that O'Reilly and Rogic can't really play in the same midfield because they're so similar. Is that knee jet reaction, John? Me, me saying O'Reilly should start. Look, at, look, it's not knee jerk because I don't think the midfield worked yesterday, and, and like people are looking for answers to that. And I'm not, I'm not laughing at Stevie there. I just, I, do, I don't know if it's like we need to call for the immediate drop in the players and stuff like that. We just need a midfield that is best, for, best for each opponent. And do I think that if we started with Hatati and Rogic on Sunday against Ross County, that we would win the game? Yeah, I, I do. I probably think we would win that. It's not, it's not a case of that, but. I understand where Steve is coming from in that Rogic was isolated by Rangers yesterday. Like I think Rangers did a number on Tom Rogic, and that was part of our issue. 
is that we didn't have that focal point, you know, in attacking midfield. And Hatati didn't have his best game either. But I think everyone's forgetting that Hatati did have a good game against Rangers in, in the 3-0 game. Rogic obviously had a good game against them in the Ibrox game. You know, it's not a case of, like, just bombing these players at the team and, and you've got to do that because of what happened yesterday. Like, I understand the frustration, but yesterday was a bad day. The, the players didn't perform. I, th- I think we got the midfield wrong. I think Rangers, you know, figured something out there. Um, and we need to go forward. I don't think it necessarily means that both need to come out of the team on Sunday. I do like O'Reilly. I thought he had a good impact when he when he came into the game. Um, and, and I would like to see him get a chance from the start. So I'm not against O'Reilly coming into the team, um, but I'm not calling for the Celtic midfield to be um, bust out of Parkhead. Yeah, Asim, I think, you know, having options to come off off the bench or even to start matches, new options can always be a really good thing because I think it has a um, an effect on the whole team. Is David Turnbull the kind of player that, that could could provide that for Celtic between now and the end of the season? Yeah, I think he could. He could come in and, and freshen up. I think the, the midfield was a big big problem for me yesterday. I think it just didn't work. Um, in terms of going forward, I, I previously said uh, that Matt O'Reilly and Tom Rogic maybe haven't been our strongest partnership, and but I think for certain games it can work. Um, for example, like said Ross County away, where they'll probably sit quite deep and compact. I think it might be worth having the two of them in there to try and um un- unpack the defence. I don't think that's something that necessarily won't work for that game. I think it was after maybe the Bodo Glimt home game where where it, a lot of people said that midfield didn't work because it was the two of them, and that was against obviously a lot a, a much yeah. stronger team. Um, I think for domestic games it can, um, but as similar to to John, I don't think like I think if we were to play the same midfield three against Ross County, I don't think that necessarily would be a problem either. Um, I just think yesterday we just didn't have an answer to to the changes that obviously they the main change that we noticed from them yesterday was what Bassey was doing to Tom Rogic in that first half and pushing right up against them, and we just didn't have an answer to combat that and and some you know a way to work around it. But I think it's Going forward for the Ross County game, I wouldn't have a concern if he was to play that midfield three again. For me, though, Matt O'Reilly definitely deserves a start. I think he's mm. he's been again. I thought he was probably one of our, our pass marks from when he came on yesterday. Um, I thought that was our best spell in the game when when he came on, and he was just kind of moving the ball along a bit quicker and sharper, picking up good positions. Um, Hatati might be an option for me to drop out. I feel like he he wasn't great yesterday. Um, so that maybe that's that's the way going forward is is playing the two of them, Tom and, and Matt, ahead of Callum. Just stirring things as I always like to do, John. Should we expect more from Rio Hatati? Uh, it depends. Like, should we expect him to play like he did yesterday? No, obviously not. But I think he's he's been pretty good since he's come into Celtic. He's he, you know, like he's still in the early stages of his Celtic career as well. He's only been here since January. Um, I understand that people, you know. There's maybe been a little bit of consistency issues there. But I also think Hatati had a great game last week. And I just I don't know. I don't want to rush to judgment on players. Like I don't I don't think we need to say, you know, we need Hatati to to be much better. I think what the concerning thing about Hatati is that I think he struggles late on in matches and 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 that that's a conundrum because like Ange was when he arrived and even in the weeks after Ange was saying that, you know he's a player that goes for the full 98. And I'm not sure we've quite seen that yet. And I don't know if that's because he, because of what happened with, with the J-League. And, and I know he did have some sort of break between the J-League finishing and starting at Celtic, but he, he maybe didn't have the, the kind of break that he's used to. 
I know he's, he's actually playing a lot of football in the Celtic team right now. I mean, no, Hatate is going to, he needs to play better than he did yesterday, but I don't think we need to panic about, you know, the direction he's taken in the Celtic team. I just felt that when they stopped Rogic getting into the game, that you were then wanting Hatati to take a little bit more responsibility. He did it a couple of times. He's really good at grabbing the ball and, you know, drop with the shoulder, beating a man and moving it on quickly. And he just didn't do enough of that yesterday for me. Um, I think it was it was kind of left to Callum McGregor. McGregor was really a kind of one-man midfield yesterday because Rob, Rogic was so limited and by Rangers and Hatati wasn't offering much. I think that's when you you know that's a sign as well when when it's not going our way when when Callum kind of takes that role of trying to push further forward and starts going on little runs as as he was trying to do yesterday and he did it two weeks ago at Ibrox as well which kind of got mm. us back into the game and I think that's what happened yesterday he seen that obviously Tom was kind of getting bullied out the game and and like you said I think we were looking for a bit more from Rio just to to help out but it, it just wasn't what going for him uh, you know either so I think then Callum like you said took that ownership and was almost doing doing it on his own. So that is something that I think that, that needs to be looked at going forward as well, particularly maybe against against them in two weeks, is t- how to, to combat that. Yep. Uh, question two. Now, this may be a kind of longer-term one, but I'll, I'll ask you anyway. Which positions do you think we need to recruit for? Which players mm. should be moved on? And um, When I saw Forrest and Welsh come on, I knew we were in trouble. I, I don't really want to go into the positions Celtic need to, to sign, because I think we've done that to death. And it's also, to me, feels like something for the summer rather than now. I mean, we're, this mm. is a squad we've got that will hopefully take us to the title. One thing yesterday... I made the point yesterday after the game, it did seem quite galling to me that we talk so much about the strength of this Celtic squad and we have for, for so long, you know, we've basically got two two teams that are excellent. Rangers, the subs Rangers made yesterday impacted the game far more than Celtic. Now, that may just have been the way the game was going because I would argue a couple of weeks ago at Ibrox, it was the opposite way around. It may just have been that yesterday they had the fire in their belly, they had the momentum, etc. But we had players coming on yesterday that, that on, on paper you think these are players who come on and impact a match. I know players like Turnbull, Kyogo, uh, even Ralston, even O'Reilly haven't played a great deal of football lately. We're perhaps affected by the fact we're only playing one game a week. There's not as many, you know, minutes going around for these guys as, as Rangers have. But you look at the subs they made yesterday, John, and you know, I thought, you know, Davis really was really good for them. Arfield got his goal. Sakala basically got the winner. Um, you know, other subs they made. It felt as if the subs we made just didn't impact the game at all. I mean, James Forrest and Welsh will get the criticism and it's probably a little bit harsh on Welsh given that he's playing it right back. But being brutally honest, are these are these guys good enough as backup players going forward? Like it's, it's, it's almost impossible to judge Welsh. Like he was playing at fullback. He's not a fullback. Like yeah. it was a difficult situation for him to go into. He's also not played a lot of football. And so he's going into this really intense extra time situation when things are so tight, and you know he's 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 probably like he's probably going to struggle in that in that situation, and it's not a judge, it's not even really a judgment of the player. I felt just uh, when we were going into extra time, especially felt like a, a couple of players were at position. It's kind of like a a square peg thing for for round holes, and I think it just gave Rangers extra initiative in the game, like that right flank especially, like um you know Welsh and Forest, and again Forest. It's had a difficult season. He's had injury problems. He came up with that big goal at Livingston. He scored a hand in earlier in the season. You can see why Ange might think that he could have an impact on the game. But 
but he did in. And I don't think he offers you what what a Maeda offers, which is, is who you replace. That Maeda had obviously run himself into the ground by by that point. So it's maybe it is a case of just having the right kind of player um, for these situations. And I, I don't think we really had that. I think Ange was kind of it's it's difficult because like we've got we've got scales. You know where where was he yesterday? We had we had Beaton. Is is he injured? We actually don't know the answers to those questions at the moment. I just felt you know our sub was kind of our sub our subs felt like it was firefighting, like rather than being proactive in the game. Mm. Um, and I think you know that that did I think kind of give it a bit of an advantage to Rangers in that extra time period, especially like it, it has a bit of a squad depth issue. But this is kind of what I was talking about at the start that like this is a long term issue that will will come like as Ange is. Um, building a Celtic team and making doing more recruitment in the summer, like he, I think he does need to sign the players, specific players for specific jobs and positions. And I obviously I don't think anyone would tell you that Stephen Welsh is a fullback. So obviously yesterday that was an issue. But it, did we just get unlucky then, Asim, with injuries yesterday? Is it as simple as that? Um, to, to be going into extra time with with two players in your back four playing out of position, that's yeah, that is unfortunate. Obviously, the the injury situation. I don't know why Scales wasn't on the bench. Um, I don't yeah, know if we've he's got a question or... in about that. Um, I think it's that one there. Yeah, because what, what's, what's I, caused the disappearance yeah, of Liam Scales? Because I did feel like they targeted Stephen Welsh um, on that side. And it worked for them, and every time you did feel like there was threat coming from that side. And again, um, I'll, I'll agree with John. That's not, it's not Stephen Welsh's fault. He was playing out of position. He's he's hardly played much football recently. Um, you know, I I think he's in a, a good player, and he's he's got a lot of development to do. Um, with regards to your general question about our our subs and options, I think I'm a, I'm a James fans for uh, James Forrest fan over the years, but I do feel this season and and going forward now. Is he the kind of player we can rely on in big games to come on and change it? I don't think we've seen enough of that anymore. Um, obviously, he had the moment in the semi-final in the, of the League Cup, but other than that, he, he, he struggled this season big time. So I do think squad depth is something, if we are wanting to really take on to the next level next season, we will need better options to come off. Um, David Turnbull, yeah, that's another, like, I, I thought he would, I think he can play a big part in the uh, remainder of the season. Um, you know, like, we've got other options, Matt O'Reilly, but the injuries did did hamper our, our options. That, that was definitely the case yesterday. And hopefully these guys, when they get further up to speed, uh, Turnbull has, has been out for ages, Kyogo's been out for the same amount of time. I think both of those guys, we were maybe, last week when we saw them against St. Johnson, 4-5, 6-0 up when they came on, we are maybe a little bit, Blinded by that, they were up against a, a St. Johnson side who had effectively chucked a towel in at that stage. It was different yesterday. Maybe it was unrealistic to expect guys like Kyogo and Turnbull to come back into a game like that, having played so few minutes and impact a game. But I, I think both can be big players for us between now and the end of the season. Uh, moving on to question three. Um, this is more of a, a statement to to quote a, a, a Falkirk uh, employee earlier this season. I think if a CCV shot had gone in, I don't think they would have come back and we wouldn't be talking as much about the poor form of some players. It didn't, we got beaten, we're out. It's fine margins sometimes. That's all true, isn't it? Um, if the CCV shot goes in, I think Celtic win that match and we're all sitting here probably talking about once again Celtic finding a way despite not being at our best, but it didn't and it's as simple as that. Yeah. I mean, it was it's a difficult moment. Like 
it's, it's in as little literal inches. Like it's real difficult. It's a shame for Carter Vickers as well because I actually thought he had a good game mm. yesterday. Yeah, um, I thought he was probably one of our better players across the piece. Um, so it was difficult for him to take and a real disappointment. But these are the fine margin. And to be honest, like this is what these games come down to sometimes you know i've been saying for months that there's not much separating these two teams like as much as the improvement celtic have made like these kind of derbies across the piece if you look at them like the one in february we were all very you know worried kind of almost worried about that one and like not knowing what to expect from it and not knowing what kind of result would get obviously it went our way and then you're looking at the Ibert's game i think a lot of people considered that to be something of a of a 50-50 yesterday was the same like um, and so it does come down to the, these big moments, and unfortunately, on on this occasion, uh, it didn't go our way. And it's Carter Vickers that scores the winner at Ibrox. I mean, if, if the roles are reversed and he blazes that one over the bar, you know, we're looking at a totally different thing. So, so that is sport at the highest level is is fine margins. Um, I think this one that we got in from the uh, Celtic analysis on this one's from Nihon Pai. Uh, why do you think the team looks so fatigued compared to Rangers? Training intensity always emphasised by Ange that have a factor to play. No excuses to be the less fit team going into that game, but something wasn't right. Even the subs look tired. Um, as I say, we've kind of touched on the, the subs already. My theory on this game uh, yesterday was that Rangers just Rangers just had the bit between their teeth from the first minute and I'm not sure you get nearly as tired when things are going well for you. I, I would assume without having played football at the highest level that fatigue and all that kind of stuff becomes far more apparent when you're chasing the ball and when you're not having the better of the game and I think Rangers just started that game so well. You could even feel it in the stadium. I don't know if you agree, Asim, but it just felt throughout the match that we were just quite apprehensive and they were they just had the backing of their support. It was very similar to the the League Cup final a, yeah, a couple of years one, ago. Probably not the one not ne yeah not nearly as one sided, but a yeah. similar feeling in the stadium that their fans seemed massively up for it. And don't get me wrong, the Celtic support were before the game, but it just felt when when they got that start, they hit the post, they had the early chance through Kent that he blazed over. It just felt from that point that Rangers just had something yesterday and. and I think Ange even said it after the game. We all read into this fatigue after them playing 120 minutes <clears> on Thursday. No, look, uh, I agree. Momentum does does play a big part in football. So they're on a high. So they're they've got the adrenaline. They're, they're, they're feeling good about themselves, and and that's fine. That that accounts for their high energy performance and their start. Um, I agree with you. I did feel that right from the off, something just wasn't right. That that's a frustrating thing for me though. Okay, they were they were right up for it, and they were you know had the momentum and. The, it doesn't account for why I thought we just looked so far off it. Why did they seem like they wanted it more? Um, they seemed hungrier, fresher, fitter. And that was the frustrating thing for me yesterday because, you know, we, we can all take a defeat and, and this, this team haven't had many setbacks this season. And, and when they have, we you know, we've the support, we've, we've not, it's, I don't think there's been any knee-jerk reactions when there's been defeats. And again, this time, I think from what I've seen, and from interactions I've had, it's it's been pretty measured. You know, we're we're aware of how good a situation we're in and how good a position we're in, but I don't think that should it, that should mean that we can't analyze the game and, and critique and question why why were we so far off it? Why were we looking like the the team that had played the the hundred twenty? If a neutral was to watch that game, they would they would think that we are the ones that had played the hundred twenty minutes in midweek and. Um, I said that to my mate who was who was at the game with that it looked it reminded me not to the extent but the, the the cup final a couple of years ago where it just 
you're looking at it at half time and you're like, right, surely we can't be as bad. We'll come out. And I thought we we did. We had a, a 10, 15 minute spell where we, we kind of got our foothold in the game again. But then it changed again. And you look at towards the end, once they got to one each, I thought, again, if any team looked like winning it in 90, it was them. And then similarly, an extra time. And that was a frustrating thing for me because, you know, we've, we've, Andrew said that we're not going to be complacent and I don't think it was complacency but something just didn't seem right from the off and I think they set the tone, I think there was a an early chance, I think it was was it Kent that blazed it over but that came from I think they set a trap, a pressing trap and yeah, was Hitati. it Lundstrom? Lundstrom yeah. won the 50-50 with Hatati, they're in and boom and I think they pressed us all game and they made, they were coming out the ball, coming out with the ball I thought fairly comfortably, we weren't, our, our press didn't look you know, as, as cohesive as usual and whereas when we were on the ball, I just felt that it was always a struggle to, to get through. And it just, there was no spell where I felt we were in control of this game. And that's that's the frustrating thing for me. I just didn't feel we, we showed up. Yeah, so I, don't think it's, I don't think it's a tiredness thing. I think that's, I think that's a red herring. Like, we weren't tired against St. Johnson last week. Like, it's just about the way you impose your football in the game. And the team just didn't do it yesterday. There'll be a whole lot of these. Why I don't think tiredness or, or the fact they aren't fit or they've put too much into training is uh, part of it. To, to to be honest with you, I mean when you're defending your box and you clear the ball and then the Rangers immediately get possession and um, bring the ball back to you, it's going to look like you're tired and you're hanging on. And then that's just uh, that was more of a, a Celtic didn't have an out ball and, and couldn't get kind of up the pitch with the, the passing combinations that they've relied on so far this season. They were zipping about the ball. They wouldn't, you know, nobody would be saying they were tired. I don't think it was a, a tiredness thing. I think they put a lot of effort into the game. I just think they, they had a bad day. Um, and I think, as we've said already, Rangers did the job in the midfield, and and that's kind of where it all went wrong from there. Uh, yeah, the Celtic analysis. Celtic have started to go a lot more mm. direct and longer earlier in the build-up in the last two derbies. Uh, why, John? <laughs> well, the Celtic analysis probably know this better than me, so I would suggest to go and check out our good friends there over the next few days and see what they're saying about the game, who put out a lot of stuff when things are going well at Celtic and put out a lot of stuff when we get a, a, a bad result. So I would check out them for, for their theories on why. I, I do agree there's been a more direct nature to our play, especially in the second half at Ibrox and yesterday. There's some things like, is it an instruction from Ange? Is it a mentality thing where there's a kind of trepidation of of playing the kind of football that we have been playing against uh, teams with lesser ability um, in the sense that you don't want to make a mistake? It's such a high-stakes semi-final. Ange alluded to that um, in his post-match press conference. Or is it a way that of Celtic trying to bypass the, the Rangers midfield and, and make something stick in, you know, in their half? I think yesterday the, the problem was that we didn't really have anyone to retain possession. Like I think Dyson Maeda had a good first half in, in that game. Like he was pressing Rangers really well and he was putting in so much effort. It felt like sometimes he was he was almost playing Rangers on his own at some points. But you know, he wasn't you know, he wasn't the man to make the ball stick. Like that's what Jack Marcus does and, and that's what he, that's who he is. Again, Rogic was that man at Ibrox, like he was absolutely getting on to the end of some of those balls out from defence and and finding that space to kind of get at Rangers. So I'm not sure whether it's instructions. I think, you know, there's another theory that perhaps just some of the players might be kind of ill-suited to the kind of passing game against a higher level of opponent rather than, you know, I see St. Johnston last week, for example. So there's all sorts of theories. Um, I kind of subscribe to the fact that, you know, I think it's a mentality thing. 
I think the players need to be braver and and, and kind of you want to see your Carter Vickers and your Starfelt, you know, moving into into midfield with the ball. You want to see them not take risks, unnecessary risks, but you want them to be bold with their passing and try and break the press. Unfortunately, we just didn't manage to do that again yesterday. It was another, you know, it's another reason it all went wrong. So, a lot of theories and um, who knows the answer. Ange needs to find the answer for the for the next derby. That's for sure. Yeah, again, the, these guys who who do this kind of analysis into tactics will know far better than me. I'm more of a you know an emotions guy when I'm watching the game. I, I would say though that I think Carter Vickers and Starfield are better at bringing the ball out from the back than than people realise. I think Starfield actually did that a couple of times early on in the game yesterday, and maybe it is just a bit more belief. It felt to me like Rangers were pushing us, you know, very high from from our goal kicks. They were right on all of our players, and it just felt as if all of the balls we were playing. The amount of times we played the ball into feet and like our player would be waiting in the ball and they would nick in and win it. And I was just thinking, I know it's maybe not the... People say, you know, Ange's style is short passing. For me, Ange's style is explosive football and sometimes explosive football is putting it over the defence and I just didn't feel that, you know, Abada and Jota did enough kind of running in behind the Rangers team yesterday. I felt it was all to feet. I felt the same in the midfield, you know, the amount of times. And I know this is basically... Rogic's game and it's what we've seen for the last decade getting the ball on the half turn but yesterday it wasn't even on the half turn he was you know fully back to goal and they were pressing him and it was really easy for them to do that so as I say I'm I'm really not a tactics guru I don't really I need to re-watch the whole game which by the way I have no intention of doing at any point in my life um, to have an idea of, of, of you know how to counteract it but this is how Ange will and his coaching team will and the players will earn their their money because we play them in a couple of weeks. You've not got long to think about this, um, and I bet it's going to give Ange a, a few sleep, sleepless nights, Asim. Yeah, I felt the just touching on what you were saying. There, I felt a lot of the they, they they made us play passes that they wanted us to play a lot of the time. I felt we weren't incisive, so a lot of the time they would they would set traps and then they would press when they and I felt they implemented their game plan much better. Than, than we implemented ours. They didn't allow us to play through the middle and play through the lines. All of it was kind of like, like you say, safe passing. And I know Andrew's alluded to the, it being a semi-final and, you know, high stakes and a bit less, you know, a bit more risk-averse in terms of the, the way we normally play. But it was almost a continuation of the Ibrox second half where we allowed them to have get wide so often, put crosses in. And I know it worked at Ibrox because we defended brilliantly and in and, and parts yesterday. I thought we, we cleared the lines brilliantly. But then their two goals came from cross balls. And I, I was I was saying to my friend watching it, I was like, we can't just keep letting crosses come into the box because that's one of their yeah. strong points. And, and How many and times did Tavernier get the ball and, in like 20 oh, yards of space? So much space. And I was like, why are we not getting close to it? And it was almost, I don't know if that was a game plan of ours because it worked so well in the second half of Ibrox. Let them have it wide and we'll deal with it. But they're, that's their one of their strongest areas mm. is, is cross balls. So it almost felt an inevitability that eventually one of these crosses is going to hurt us. And I, yeah, I hope that's something again that we 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 look to address in the in the game in two weeks because I don't want I, I, like you said Barisic and Tavern you're having that much time on the ball to cross balls. Eventually, that's it's going to it's come to come and haunt you. Yeah, um, it's hard to disagree with any of that. Um, a couple other things that I wanted to raise. Uh, this really. Really, really pissed me off at the time um, from Ryan. Uh, I think it's worth acknowledging the naivety of the team for Rangers' second goal yesterday. That late in extra time and not using any gamesmanship to stop the free kick being taken quickly. Now, anyone who was within about 
200 yards of me at the ground yesterday will know that I was not happy about this at the time. I was actually calling for it at the time, stand in front of the expletive ball was what I shouted. Um, and the weird thing for me is two players actually went and did it. O'Reilly and Kyogo actually went and stood in front of the ball for a second and then they just let the free kick be taken. I think Kamara plays it into Davis and Rangers end up scoring from that. If that had been us in that situation with that free kick, do you think Rangers yesterday with, with that game plan would have allowed us to take that free kick quickly? If it was us in February the 2nd at Celtic Park with McGregor shouting at Bassey and you know that real aggression and will to win that we had that night, would we have seen that ha happening? Absolutely not. So that for me was just evidence that for whatever reason yesterday, Rangers wanted this more than Celtic. And it hurts me to say that and it's unacceptable. You know, this team I think have earned, have earned so many plaudits, but it was unacceptable for me yesterday that Rangers wanted it more than us and it was epitomised by that free kick. Yeah. No, no, I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't disagree with you. I just, like, I don't, I don't have anything more to say than that. I yeah. don't... It's not something that you can really overanalyze. It's just, you know, it's one of those things that annoy you at the time and small moment of the game that kind of sums up your overall feelings of it. Again, you know, like you said, if it was the game in February, you know, well, yeah, I don't know you accuse the team, the Celtic team of that day of, of lacking gamesmanship no. and, and, yeah. and well, having well, an Why edge, is so. it different then? I mean, that day, as I say, you know, McGregor shouting at Barisic. Yeah. It's, we, were, we were going, we were just so up for it that day. I've seen a few people mention it as well. That sorry, John, just that um, we were missing like a, a Bruni type of character yesterday. That Didn't like you said, yeah, I know, and and I remember the the aftermatch reaction that day of, of, from both of you as well. And you touched on it. We were we were nasty. We were a horrible team to to play that day. And I don't think we were yesterday. I thought they were. You know, they were the ones that were in our faces and and just you know fouling us at will and and stopping the game and 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 whatnot. And I just feel like that, like you said, that was the same as you, Hamish, at the at the free kick. I was, you could just see it straight away. Like they were like, and I've watched the highlights since, and you're like, there's two guys over it, but it was like a half-hearted kind of nobody's right on top of it. And like you say, as soon as they've got that ball out wide, we're we're chasing it, and I it was just like naivety. I think that's the right word. Yesterday, it just there wasn't that nastiness. There wasn't that element of. Nah, you aren't going to you know beat us today, and I just felt like you said the team that wanted it more essentially won it, and and that's the most difficult thing to take from yesterday. Was it just a case that Rangers had to win yesterday, and Celtic felt they didn't? I mean, we got this in just there from the live chat. Their season was over if they hadn't won yesterday. Was it just a case that that it just mattered more to Rangers? It's not that I don't think it's that it matters more. It's just. I don't know. It's difficult. I don't want to pure get. <laughs> I don't want to try and tell the players that they didn't care about yesterday. I don't think it's about that. Just think, you know, they had an edge in the game, and and we didn't match that, and and that's that's what happened. Like I'm not. Yeah. I don't think that it make. I don't think it dis makes any fatal judgment about some of the players in this team or what this team is, or whether they're winners or whether they they kind of don't have it in them. Like, I think they do have it in them. I just think they didn't see yesterday. I, I don't know why. I think another point as well is, you know, as much as we've touched on a number of the factors of what went wrong and, and why it might have went wrong and things like that, sometimes as well, it, we forget this is a team very much in its emphasis. It's first season for a lot of these group of players. Uh, you know, that occasion, you know, a Hamden semi-final against them, that's a first for a lot of the players. It's a first for the manager. You know, I know we've had finals. Uh, we had a final against Hibs and and a semi against St. Johnson, but it's a different ball game. That 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 is a, a, a big occasion. Could it just be as simple as, 
and maybe got to the players a bit the occasion just in terms of they, they didn't implement their, their their game as but that's to be expected. I think we've we've came so far this season that we're almost we're so gutted that we're not going to get a treble. But you know if you actually look at it, we've we've achieved we've overachieved this season to get to where we're at. And and it's this is you know it, it pains me to say it, but it's a good Rangers team. It's a, a semi final of a Europa League Rangers team. So. You know, there there will be days where yeah they'll 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 get the better of us. The the key for me is that we learn from it, and in two weeks' time we see a completely different Celtic. That's that for me is the important thing. That if the, if the lessons learned, then we we can take a, a defeat because you know no one was expecting a, a a perfect treble this season. The fact that we're so close says it all about how far they've came, and I think that's why we're so gutted. We've seen what this team are capable of, and it just feels like they just didn't didn't show up yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but uh, just another point. Like Rangers have built their whole season about being a, a knockout tournament team. Like yeah. in the semi final Europa League, they went the extra time on Thursday. Like they they know how to win these tight game these tight knockout games, and they're a seasoned group have been together for a number of years. So there's a, a multiple factors at play here. I don't think it necessarily takes away from Celtic just because Rangers managed to do it yesterday and we didn't. Okay, just briefly, I want to get through the last two questions, then we'll chat positively, hopefully, about what's to come. Uh, the next comment is to do with Jota. Um, <laughs> did, I mean, to be fair, I... <laughs> no, yeah, no, sorry. What just it, what's the question for the people listening? When do we drop Jota? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, again, the maybe this is this is the kind of thing I don't want to get into in, in the sense that. I don't think yesterday is a definitive judgment on any Celtic player and Jota has been fantastic for large chunks of the season and I think he'll play an important role in the last few weeks of the season. I don't think we need to panic about any of the players in the team. Like Yesterday was deeply disappointing but I, I don't think it means that we need to, Yeah. you know, I, do, I don't think it means we need to focus on individuals and, and say like, you know, he needs to go out of the team, he needs to be dropped, he needs benched and all that. I just, I don't, for me personally, I'm not telling other people how to feel just saying for me personally that's just not how I feel about yesterday yeah I, I agree with you I just felt I had to bring that up because a lot of the comments we've been getting both in the live stream and on Twitter are, are to do with with Jota just, just briefly ask him yeah I think like I say I've, uh, just from reading social Twitter and whatnot I think uh, a lot of the takes on, on yesterday I think have been fairly reasoned a lot of people have just you know admitted we weren't good and, and whatnot and, and looking forward one of the ones that I've found hard to take is the, the extreme criticism of, of Jota uh, to, you know I don't think he's played very well against them in the three games against them. I thought he was no, he, he was okay, no. and he's, and and likewise in the the Bodo glimped um, home game. So the the argument is in the big games is he is he not showed up? When all of all of our games have been big games this season, it's been such a massive season. So him at Aberdeen and him and you know at Dundee, all these games are big. So I, I wouldn't say that he's not showed up in the big games, but I am waiting for that that big performance against them um, from him. Uh, but I. Drop him for who? You know, I still think he's. He, he, last week he was he was great against the Johnson. So no, I think that's that's one of the ones where I feel it's maybe a, a knee jerk reaction to single him out. Surely not knee jerk reaction, Celtic support. <laughs> Surely not. Uh, right, just a wee brief reminder, just to cheer us all up of the the league table. Um, I'm going to just state the obvious for a second, guys. So just allow me to do it. Yesterday's result hasn't changed the league table at all. That's what it looked like before the game. That's what it looks like now. Celtic are still basically three wins from our final five matches away from winning the Premiership title, given our goal difference. Those are the five final matches. We start uh, next Sunday away to Ross County, 
And yeah, um, I read your Optus Sport column, your most recent one, John. It went out today. I've actually mm-hmm. linked it below for people who oh, want to, nice. to, to give it a wee read. I was very happy to see you finishing um, by saying that if we win the league this year, not nobody will really care too much about what happened yesterday. And I feel the exact same way. Um, and I think it's important to hammer that point uh, across. A bit like the Bodo Glimp tie, maybe to a lesser extent. You know, there was a lot of fallout after that. Nobody really cares too much anymore. If Celtic go on and win the league this season, that is what this campaign will be remembered for. Scottish Cups, European football can come next season. Now, some people would love to see Celtic win it all. I'm sure we'd all have loved to see Celtic win a treble this season. I'm not going to kid on now and call it a Diddy Cup or anything like that. It hurt me a lot yesterday. But this is about the league this season and it's all about the reaction we see now. Yeah, I mean, like, we've been moaning for 40 minutes about the game yesterday. So I'm not going to pretend that yesterday wasn't a sore one because it obviously was from what we've been saying. But again, like, I do think you need to take in the bigger picture into account. And it, do, it doesn't excuse yesterday, but the, the team have worked so hard this season to get into a position. And I mean, it would be silly to kind of um, go into this kind of cycle of, of you know constant negativity about the, the team and where the direction of the team because I just don't think there's much evidence for it. Like I don't think you know I know some people are worried about how this impacts the league and anxiety is natural is a natural response to yesterday, but I don't think there's any evidence for, for thinking that we're going to drop seven points over the next five games considering we've just won you know we've just gone unbeaten thirty two or odd games in, uh, domestically until yesterday, and um, so. I think people just need to keep their head a little bit and, and have faith and trust in this team and this manager. I think the good thing about it is I think they do. I think they do. And and like I think there was little signs yesterday of that. I mean, obviously, the, the captain kind of grouped the, the players together at the end of the game and kind of had a word on the pitch with them, um, which was, was a nice show of like team unity. And then supporters did like give you know some acknowledgement for, for their efforts yesterday with applause going off the pitch. Like nobody was happy yesterday, but I do think you know that unity has been built up, and it will be really hard to break. And it's not going to break because of one match or one result. Um, and so now you can kind of lean on that now, and like that's why everyone will move on from today. We'll move on after this video, and um, we'll feel better about ourselves as the week goes on. We'll be expecting to go to Ross County and hopefully win that game, and they'll be backed by every supporter that travels with them. Um, and I think that that'll be so important. Like this isn't the season when you know we were playing behind closed doors and kind of there was a lot of kind of vicious a vicious circle almost of a bad defeat and then the players you know have to reflect on that with no backing from the support whatsoever we've got that we can harness that this this season and i just done a great job of doing that all year um, and i think that's what gives us the best chance of moving on from this game like i don't think we're going to collapse i really don't think that and and that's not me kind of burying my head in the sand and not looking at the issues of yesterday because I've just we've just been speaking about it. It's more of an acknowledgement that for the most part of the season, Celtic have managed to get the job done, uh, especially in the league. And they bounced back from that awful start and they've worked themselves into this position. And I just don't see them, you know, blowing it now. I just don't. And, and I think we'll see a response from them at the weekend. And we've responded really well this season to setbacks, as you say. To give a shout out to a guy I met after the game yesterday, uh, Tony, his name is, and, and he told me about something that his wife, Amanda, had, had spotted that they stayed, I think, after after the game. Um, and uh, she had spotted that, that Ange basically 
while the Rangers players and Rangers fans were celebrating after the game, Andrew was staring right at them um, for for <laughs> the entirety of the celebration um, and kind of kind of soaking it in. Um, and obviously, I didn't see this, you know, with with my own eyes, but I can certainly, um, you know, vouch for what Tony was saying. And and I would put good money on Angie's message when he went back into the tra- the into the dressing room, being you know, remember how you're feeling right now. Remember this hurt and don't let it happen again. And I think for him as well, you know, you can't always win. The the defeats often make you make you stronger going forward. And, and you know, I, I don't know how the rest of the season's going. I'm famously bad at predictions. And if you watched Friday's video, you would you would realise that straight away. But I, I tend to think that Celtic are far more likely to react to this positively than negatively. Um, I, I'm pretty confident that Celtic will go to, to Ross County on Sunday with the bit between their teeth and get a massive three points. And equally, I'm, I'm, I'm really positive and, and really confident, actually, that, that Celtic are going to... When Rangers come to Celtic Park a week on Sunday, we're going to see a similar kind of performance to what we did on February the 2nd. I think we're going to have that bit between our teeth again. Um, and you've got to remember, you know, the Cup's fine, that's its own thing, but Rangers still have to come to Celtic Park and win... And even then, you know, the league's still massively in our hands. So we've got a real, real advantage here. Yesterday was really tough to take. I hated every minute of it, you know, after the game. I'm still struggling a bit with it. But going forward now, we still have a massive opportunity to make this season really memorable. And I just really hope that the team can use yesterday as a motivation. Starting on Sunday, go to Dingwall, win. You don't even need... It'd be great to win, you know, by a few goals, but we don't even really need to at this stage. Just get the three points. That is all that matters. Tick another game off. And then when Rangers come to Celtic Park, let's make it hell for them again. You know, players, fans, let's make it absolute hell for them and let's get this league over the line. Um, And someone's asking me to give you a smile. So there you go. (laughs) Asim, on you go. Yeah, no, I didn't know that about Ange. Um, obviously, I'd left by then as well, but that's that's music to my ears because that, that will have hurt him as well. And, did did and, you know, see him after the game as well, his press conference? He looked he you know, human. disconsolate, yeah, he looked, yeah, and it's brilliant. That's what you want to see. Yeah, I, I don't know he came out with a kind of, like again, the usual kind of calm message, like these these games are tight, etc. But I think inside as well, he'll, he'll like you said, he'll, that'll have hurt him. And a, a lot of that, a lot of the players as well, you've seen them walking afterwards, Matt O'Reilly and, and Joe Hart, all of them. They're not used to to losing, and you know we we've not lost a domestic game since September, so that's mm. that's a new feeling for them. That will hurt them, and I think, like you said, we've got the characters. I look at the spine of that team, that are winners: Joe Hart, Cal McGregor, um, Tom Rogic. You know they they're serial winners, um, and to obviously Rogic and, and Callum at Celtic, they they'll be they'll be hurting, but they know what they they've got what it takes to to see us to the line. And I like you. I think we'll. I think we'll bounce back. I think Ross County is a good fixture because it's actually a tough one, but I think it's it's a good fixture for us to come in. I know we have some difficult games up there and it's a, a tight pitch and things, but I think we'll we'll come out with, like you say, the bit between our teeth. And I'm confident in this group. They've earned our trust. They've they've earned, you know, they. I think, like you said, they've we can cut them some slack for yesterday because they've earned that this season. The managers earned that. The the, the group of players have earned that. And and as you said, we've we've came back from the the Bodo glimp and the the kind of Hibs minor setback and back in March or February was it? So I've got trust in them. Um, and, and like you say, it's two two more games essentially from from getting the title. So I 
I hope to see a big performance and a reaction. And and all listening to Callum's um, interview yesterday as well, it sounds like he's just he's the right guy to have as your captain right now. I just feel like he'll have them all focused and he'll have them ready to to bounce back. And yeah, the, yesterday, like you said, I saw one, but we've got so much still to to be positive about. And I think the fact that we are so hurting is just a, a testament to how far we've came. Because if you said to us at the start of the season we'd be two games away from from winning a double, we we'd, we'd bite your hand off. If only we had the chance to to speak to Ange at some stage this week, Johnny. Well, there we go. Yeah, I'm speaking to Ange in his pre-match press conference later this week before Ross County. I had questions to ask him, but I don't know if I'll change them now because of what happened yesterday or I'll just ask the same ones. But um, it'd be good to to see what he's thinking about it. Like, I do think there's going to be over the next 40 hours, like, this is what happens after a derby game, that you get the criticism there's, you know, a lot. Some of the criticism's fair. A lot of it's over the top. Like, it's just, it's just the way it is. You just got to shoulder it and 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 kind of and take it. Really, like, you've just got to take our medicine. Like, you know, there'll be some, there'll be people go and in, in, in our own lives, there'll be people going at people's work, and it's just one of those things you've you've got to get over and take. And the players are exactly the same. The manager is exactly the same. Like, you, you've kind of got to take the criticism. It's all part of it. Um, but I think there will be also some people, and I'm sure there will be some outspoken pundits um, who are kind of predicting, you know, that it pulls Rangers back into the title race and it kind of like, this is, you know, the start of a potential crisis for Celtic. I think you just block out all that noise because, as I've said, I don't think the evidence is is really there for that. I think it's just a lot of noise. Um, so I'm just hoping, as you say, I think Callum McGregor is a good captain in this situation. He's already called Sunday you know the the game against Ross County, the biggest game of the season, and I think in many ways that is true. Like you, you just need to. If we win this one, I really feel like we're in good shape, and yeah. um, to win the league, regardless of what happens in that derby at Celtic Park. But I think this one is just kind of it gets us back on it, and it kind of keeps them arms length, and just you know keeps that six point gap, um, and it's just it's huge. So you know Ross County are a pretty decent team this year. They they're pushing for Europe now, um, so. Um, they're going to give us a tough game, but you know, as a, you know, you'd back players and the manager to, to get the job done here. Yeah, I think that's how I feel. It's a huge, huge match, and I'm kind of ready to go now. We, we, we've dealt with all this yesterday, <laughs> there's, today. There's one more issue, Hamish. There's one because I don't want to come off this podcast, and I don't want 200 comments <laughs> saying we didn't talk about Bobby Madden. So I'm just going to bring it up because <laughs> I do think it was a factor yesterday, and, and not in. No, I don't think it decided the game. And we've obviously just talk, talked about a lot of the issues um, that Celtic had in their own performance yesterday. But I don't think you can, you know, you can say that Celtic had a poor game and Celtic didn't deserve to win while also saying Bobby Madden had an absolute shocker yesterday. And it was it was a really poor refereeing performance um, for all sorts of reasons. But just mostly that it didn't, um, it, it didn't serve the game of football. It did, and it didn't that particular game of football, um, and I don't think I, th- I think he, I think you'll receive internal criticism from that too. I know people will laugh at that, but I think you'll get a bad report from whoever the referee observer was that day because he just didn't handle the occasion at all. He, he let a lot of things um, slide that sh- shouldn't have been let slid. Let's say, um, and I, I don't think people are. Um, you know, it's, it's it's a weird debate to get into because there's all sorts of prejudices around it in the sense that if you even mention the name of the referee, 
there's people assuming what you think about the state of refereeing in Scotland and and bias and all this histor- kind of historical stuff. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that Bobby Madden had a really bad game yesterday. And I think it deserves to be called out. And it has been called out by Celtic fans. I just wanted to, to say it as well, um, just before I get accused of, of not bringing that sort of thing up. What I would, what I would add to that is, um, like, we were poor. Of course we were. We've all, we've all owned up to that. And would it have been, but I think his performance did impact the game massively, like, as well, because that yeah. sets the tone. If you're allowing fouls, uh, you know, as often as they were coming in, and yellow cards, like, Lundstrom had three isolated incidents where he should have been booked before he was it, it, that that sets the tone for what they then feel they can get away with throughout the game they make it stop start they make it bitty they get you know that does impact the game massively because it it's it gives one team full impetus just to to do as they please and know they'll get away with it and that you know totally goes against how we would play our football we're, we're you know we're, we're a passing team but if you're constantly getting the, the game uh, bitten up by broken up by by fouls and and bad fouls it was as well like the the Kima roof one on was it Maida as well that could have been a potential red so I'm not yeah. um I'm not for one minute saying that like you said they can you, the two things can go hand in hand we were poor we didn't deserve it but the referee impacted how that game went as well in terms of what he was allowing to to mm. go to, to go past that dropped ball. And- Oh. Yeah, the, the drop the drop ball was crazy, and I, I think you're right. Like, and it comes across as bitter, and we're we're raging Celtic fans because we lost the game. But I genuinely think, and I, I believe this, that a lot of people would be saying that about Bobby Madden yesterday had we gone on to win one or two 0 like as as might have happened, and we certainly would have would have picked up too because it truly was one of the worst um, ever seen. It was actually, you know, and, and he's he's got previous like I think the game we had at Aberdeen. But there was just so many fouls, and he just didn't let the game flow at all. Um, was just crazy, um, and and that was similar yesterday, except that he seemed to get a bit confused about what was a yellow card and what wasn't. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, I think we brought the refs up after forty-seven minutes, so I think we just crossed <laughs> the, the threshold for for allowing that. So, um, appreciate that, guys. Thanks for your time. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day, and yeah, on the channel from tomorrow onwards, we are looking ahead to to a huge game, the biggest game of the season, as our captain says, away to Ross County. There's still so much that Celtic can win between now and the end of the season. It's really time to find out how memorable this season will be. Uh, guys, thanks very much. Thanks, everyone, for, for tuning in and having your say in the comments. Thanks to everyone who sent in questions before we went live. And as I say, we'll be back tomorrow.